Remember when everyone thought Ethereum would dump after the Shanghai upgrade? The price of Ethereum actually went up nearly 5% after withdrawals opened, but Ethereum might not be the token you should be looking at right now. Ethereum staking had its highest inflows of deposits in the week of April 24th. The amount of Ether staked is now above 19 million coins, or nearly $38 billion. Origin Ether lets ETH holders earn elevated yield on their Ethereum directly to their crypto wallets. You can deposit Ether for OETH or deposit liquid staking derivatives like STETH and RETH to boost your Ether yield. So get started today and start stacking ETH faster. Mint OETH with your Ether and watch your balance start to grow daily. Head to realvision.com slash OETH now to learn more. GM, GM, it's Elaine Lee, your friendly crypto host and producer at Real Vision. Happy Friday to all of you who are watching and with our community. Sorry about that. We're running a couple of minutes late because I hit the button and it basically closed down all my screens. Um, good morning, Jeremy. How are you? How are you, my friend? It's uh, it's nice to be back on air with you. It's been a while. Yeah, who who let us do this together? It's it's Friday. They've let the real adults just go and clean themselves up while we uh, hold the fort for now, let's just say. I was definitely considering pouring myself a drink, but it is 11 a.m. where I'm at. So I thought maybe a little bit wiser not to, given this could go sideways without a cocktail. That's raucous. But uh, on that note, we can get into a little bit of DJ Happy Hour, where some of you on this platform watching us is not over there just yet. I'm going to pull you guys over soon enough. All right. So, Jeremy. Thanks for joining me. Um, the producers for this morning, Arta, caught this video, NFTs, WTF. That's the headline that we went with. Uh, we laugh. Right. We laugh, right, Jeremy? But we're in this hole so many hours throughout the day. And I just think even in the world of crypto, whether you're talking about the institutional side, the DeFi, the protocols, the layer two or threes, or whatever we have of the cake out there, it's still so very small. And I feel like some of the shit is still different language to people. And so every now and again, we just have to take a step back, come out of our little hole and provide our community that opportunity to get that light bulb moment if they're ready for this sort of stage um, to get that click. What do you think? Have you spoken to anybody recently that's like, oh, what's this NFT stuff that you always talk about? Yeah, I mean, I, I talk to my friends all the time, like I'm in a few group chats and they're not, you know, crypto native folks. And so they always make fun of me and, you know, pretty well weekly, like, hey, Jeremy, how are your NFTs doing? You know, and these are guys that, you know, are very cautious in their investments. And they look at me as just kind of this like wild guy that's spending money on JPEGs and stuff. And, you know, I, I tried, I've tried to communicate with them in the past. And it's one of those things that I just kind of backed off and I'm, whenever they ask the question I'm like oh yeah they're good and I'll just send them yeah. a picture of what I purchased that week but I try to just not engage because they're just only there to make fun of me at the end of the day so that's the problem right you give up you don't engage the conversations sort of closed down you're cornering people up and well we're not about that because we're about democratizing finance at Real Vision um right. okay so um, this is sort of a show, think of it as it like, uh, this is a, a no question is a stupid question show. Copy the link and share it for the next person who asks you, isn't NFTs a scam? So for example, you know, recently I was in holiday. I went to Isla Mujeres, uh, which is a little island of Cancun in Mexico. 
um, excuse my Spanish, that's the best you're going to get out of me. And, um, you know, I went with a girlfriend and she's a software engineer. So full blown in tech for the Wall Street Journal. And uh, she's like, how are those NFTs of yours? You know, uh, and I'm like, well, you know, we don't have to talk about it. I'm not going to shove it down your throat. And then she keeps asking me about it, though. But as she keeps asking me about it, I kept talking about our community first, which, you know, we're attached to finance. We're attached to learning about traditional stocks, how the whole digital asset space comes together. And then the whole trip that I was with her, at the end of the trip, guess what she asked me? How do I buy an NFT? Are you going to give me an NFT? Oh. Wow. These that's, people. That's brash. No, I'm sure a lot of us have had friends like this, right? So why don't we go into the very basics? How do you buy an NFT? Uh, Jeremy, do you remember your first one? <laughs> I do remember my first time. Um, I'm actually wearing a shirt of the NFT project. This is actually by our own Real Vision bot, Moritz. Uh, this is the AFA mit Waffa, which is uh, Dutch for ape with gun. Uh, and this was, you know, an early NFT project that Moritz created, uh, you know, alongside the Real Vision bot. And it was a way for, you know, the Real Vision community to, to, to kind of get closer together, to meet each other, to share ideas. And it, it's a super cool project. Like I said, it's my first ever NFT. It is off in the vault. I'll never sell it. Um, and yeah, I absolutely love it. Super cool community. Uh, the artwork is incredible as well. So it's half. Uh, AI half human component. So if you go on Athmit Wafa on OpenSea, you'll see a whole bunch of different colors and it's very moody. And that's because Moritz would take the transcripts from all uh, from that day's Real Vision interviews and plug it into the AI. And the AI would create like a color scheme and kind of a thematic based on the um, the mood of you know, the interviews on Real Vision for that day. So if it was super high energy and happy and, you know, positive vibes, you'd get more bright, you know, happy colors. But if it was like more negative sentiment, it would be a little bit moodier and angrier. So very cool project. Uh, one that's very close to my heart, given it's my first NFT. And like I said, I will never sell it. No, I love listening to that, Jeremy. You know, funnily enough, I was making coffee this morning and I was thinking, what about if every token out there went off Twitter algorithm using AI tools out there that can paint an art to reflect on the color. And I'm assuming some cryptocurrencies may be, you know, touching the palette of red, uh, but I prefer the color green on my charts. For sure. Absolutely. Don't we all? Yeah. Okay. So um, look, let's have a talk about four people who are so new into this conversation, Caitlin, won't mention any names. Um, what are the things that you should look out for when you start buying an NFT? So, I mean, it's that's the million dollar question, you know, and I've I've been around buying NFTs for a few years now and have definitely learned some lessons the hard way. Um, you know, I think just to like backtrack a little bit, and I read a tweet earlier this week, and I think Archer, our producer, has it from uh, Punk6529. And 6529, if you're not familiar with them, uh, they are, I would say, one of the, you know, top thought leaders in the NFT space, have released a series called Seize the Memes. Um, and 6529 said earlier this week, buy NFTs that you like, and you will be happy. 
you know, instead of being, you know, a speculator trying to trade and flip NFTs, you know, like 6529 said, most of us, you know, let's compare it to stocks. If we bought stocks and just held them and didn't try to trade them, we'd be better off in the long run. And the same goes for NFTs. Buy something that you like and hold on to that, you know, and by all means, if you want to play around and try and make a little bit of money on the side, sure. But, you know, the, the best way to approach this is to buy art, to buy collectibles, to buy community tokens that you like and that you're invested in, you know, personally before, you know, financially. And I think that that's the best way to start out. And then as you get more comfortable in the space, you know, you can start using some of these tools that, you know, might help you trade better um, and, and, and learn more kind of analytically about what's going on in the NFT space. But I think as a way of starting out, it's just super crucially important to buy what you like that is visually appealing to you and, you know, and, and just be safe and patient. Yeah, and we'll go through some of those tools because this is a really risky space to be in. It's so volatile. Some of the things that I personally look out for is I research the reputation of the creator. I'm going batshit crazy looking out for their linked, uh, LinkedIn, their Web2, their amount of followers they have on Twitter. And it was so funny. You and I was on a shoot this week and some guy was like, if I'm going into a project, I'm making sure the founder didn't just freelance for Google for a month. <laughs> Not that I'm saying there's any issue with that, but if that's what you're going to run with, is that enough for you to be with that community and run with it? There needs to be some more skill set or, you know, some more of a human face that I can attach to the project. Something that I like, you know, I wake up sometimes and I think coming into work at Real Vision is this is a community where people, you and I have faces to talk about these projects. And I just want to hear from that person when I want to start sort of thinking about going to invest in to that project or not. I don't have so much of an art eye, but the community value is something really um, interests me. Say, for example, Caitlin, who was you know, talking about the art, she was curious about it, you know, because everybody has their own taste, right? That's why there's so much stuff thrown out there. But the utility of an NFT is very important, right? And the thing is, I started talking about, you know, you will come across people in the Discord, in the community that who wants to talk about finance, how should you invest, you know, Roth IRAs, People in their 30s, certainly for my crowd, are starting to look into that. And if they can attach to like online digital friendships, you know, it's just the same as like doom scrolling on TikTok. But within a more co collective community, you would sort of get your answered more targeted. And that's what the great thing about online community is, you know. Um, and then I also look for how long they've been in the space. So say, for example, our Real Vision Collective, we worked with the top, we picked out top nine communities that we could think it's safe and cool to work with. And I just think, you know, talking about your first JPEG that you've bought and AI integrated in that, how many years do you think have you hold that NFT for now, the one on your t-shirt? How, how long have I held it? Yeah. Uh, when would I have bought this? Wow, that's a good question. I would say it was sometime in 2021 would be my guess. I'm not entirely sure. And that just like opened the floodgates for me. Like, And it was one of those things I had like taken a little bit of ETH off my ledger and been like, okay, this is all I'm going to spend on NFTs. And we've talked about this before. 99% of my ETH is now in NFTs, which is completely reckless. 
but it's also just one of those things that like, I just have too much fun doing it. And, you know, like I said before, I learned some lessons very early on about, you know, how to get into this space. And, you know, I still have those NFTs in my wallet and I look at it and go, oh man, I spent a lot of money on that. That sucks, you know, but at the same time, you pay crypto tuition by, as they say, fucking around and finding out, you know, hey. <laughs> hey. Pardon, pardon my language, but you know, that's, that's what happens. You, you go in and you have to, you have to learn it on your own in some cases. And just, just to your point going back, I mean, I think there are a few people in this space that are really great follows from like a philosophical standpoint at 6529 being one of them. DC investor is another one. And these aren't people that are going and saying you should buy this NFT, but it's more about like their framework, how they, you know, view the space and how they, you know, choose what communities and what NFT projects they want to be a part of. And I think that, you know, that's a, that's a great place to start. And then, like you said, when you find something that you're interested in kind of digging into, you know, the who, what, when, why, where, you know, what, what's being built and who are these people, I think is crucially important. You're going to love this comment from one of our viewers at the moment. Peter Rook goes, if you don't believe it or get it, no, sorry. If you don't believe it or don't get it, I don't have the time to try to convince you. Who said that? that who said that, Jeremy? Who said that? Yeah, do you know who that's a quote from? I don't know who that's a quote from. Apparently, Peter tells us it's Satoshi Nakamoto. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, there you go, um, the proof's in the pudding right there. But I don't know who Peter is, but, you know, Peter, I hope you're not spreading fake news, to be honest. But hey, here we go. Um, That's a good one, Pete. So uh, moving on, um, for me, it's about content creation and ownership. I think that's when I got the click together, right? And just to watch the ensuring of proper transfer of rights and ownership is where this space really interests me. Um, okay, so now we've spoken about that. Let's talk about where are the sort of places that you can go to get an NFT? Because people understand, they already released that big sigh when they're like, well, first of all, you need a bit of cryptocurrency. Then they're like, Ugh, all right. We'll let them figure that space out. Um, but then they're ready to shop, okay? Then they're ready to, you know, explore. I told Caitlin she wasn't going to get her free NFT from me because, you know, value is scarcity, right? All this sort of stuff kicks in. Sure. And you start wanting ownership. You start wanting access to this community. So tell, um, let's have a little conversation about where you get your NFTs. For me, it's all about OpenSea. I do go to OpenSea. I love using it. I'm getting to that age of don't like small funky fonts from Blur. <laughs> so, and so much drama as well around it. People just, I, I get it. The space has to build out. They have to grow. It's called growing pains. But for me, I just always go to OpenSea. I'm just used to the interface. The UX is easy. Um, where do you go to? Do you get all your NFTs from one space or you spread them out um, amongst different markets? Because it doesn't matter, right? Like as much because your wallet gets connected to these Web3 applications. So where are you buying your stuff? Where are you shopping, Jeremy? That's my question. <laughs> so first of all, I feel bad for Caitlin because I feel like Caitlin is just catching strays on this episode. She she doesn't know. She doesn't know she's being talked about. Um, but yeah, I mean predominantly OpenSea um, and 
I mean, much the same as you, I just feel like I'm getting too old to learn new things, but I mean, here we are in this space learning new things. So sometimes every I day, myself, every day, but I find that OpenSea is the, the, the easiest kind of user interface in which to do that. I played around with blur a little bit as well. Um, and have sold some things on there and purchased some things on blur. Uh, but also, I mean, there are so many marketplaces and there's so many marketplaces for different chains as well. So like OpenSea, you can purchase with Ethereum or Polygon. Uh, Blur is Ethereum. You know, there are um, Binance Smart Chain. You've got, um, you've got Polygon, you've got Flow, you've got Tezos, you've got Solana. There's a whole bunch of different chains. So that's, that's the other kind of wrinkle is like what, you know, what chain is your NFT that you want? what chain is it on? But for me, I mean, predominantly I purchase NFTs with Ethereum. Uh, I use OpenSea mostly. They've rolled out some new features recently where you can search by traits. Uh, you can search by rarity as well, which is really helpful. Uh, but yeah, I just find it to be the simplest way to buy and sell NFTs. I think, you know, they're, they're obviously the biggest NFT marketplace and I think they do a very good job. Yeah, and look, we're just putting it out right there. Um, okay, so this is another website that we wanted to talk about, right? Um, I don't know if the producers are showing it in the back, but Rarity Sniper. What is that? I mean, I use it, but let's just have a conversation about Rarity. When we talk about scarcity and value, when a collection is dropped out there, Rarity obviously are the ones that are more rarer to come around. They might be right. more worth a little bit more value um, as you pick certain collections. How do you use Rarity Sniper? So Rarity Sniper, so this is kind of the thing. If you're looking for an NFT, you know, let's use, I know we're going to talk about Nakamigos in a second. So let's use that as an example. You know, Nakamigos launched a couple months ago now, and there are, you know, various traits. So you've got a collection of 20,000 NFTs with Nakamigos. So many different traits. Like you can go in there and spend hours looking at, you know, there's football helmets, basketball jerseys, there's snowmen, there's frogs, like there's so many different things, right? And they all have a different um, uh, percentage of how rare they are out of that 20,000. So for an example, let's take, you know, the frogs, for example, there might be only 3% of that 20,000 are frogs. So you can go on Rarity Sniper and you can basically search by that trait, see, you know, which traits are trending up trending down um, and that just that can help you you know find maybe one of those traits that is priced a little bit lower than you know the floor and you can scoop that up and you know you've made a pretty good purchase you know based on you know how the community values a particular trait it's more of an intermediate expert level you know way of looking at things but you can find some pretty good deals there compared to you know, how the, the community as a whole values a particular trait or set of traits. Yeah, so Nakamigo is on the front page of OpenSea. We don't know who is behind them. It's very volatile. There's 20,000 of them going around, so there is a lot. Um, but it is nice to see a collection when I do my shopping around. I love actually picking one that looks like me or I connect to. It's, you know, just something I would choose to add that layer of culture into 
my investment. Um, so I like that. Okay, so we talk about rarity snipers. I mean, let's keep on this conversation, shall we? Good sources of information. You know, what exactly is DYOR? So you use rarity snipers. Is there any other websites that you are using that, you know, before you even make the purchase, you've got like the little Web3 little mini search engines to help you out? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it sounds like a bit of a cop-out, but I think Twitter is a, a great source of information. You do have to it exercise is. a ton of caution, but you know, I've been following enough people for a long enough amount of time on Twitter that I kind of know, you know who are the good actors in the space. If they're talking about a particular project, then that lends a little bit of extra confidence to me. Um, you know, Discord, not everyone loves Discord. It can become quite overwhelming, but to get in and ask questions, you know, you can join a project's Discord before you buy it and go in there and just talk to the people in the Discord. And you know, that's going to take some that's going to take some time, right, for a newbie to actually follow the well-named totally. space and who the bad, good actors, bad actors. But I think just listening to you, for me, one of those things that when I find a project interesting um, for me is, OK, so we know Twitter is definitely messing around with NFTs, right? Elon Elon clearly knows what NFTs are and for Twitter to have like I think it's a little hexagon profile picture when you when you want to learn more about that community and you know decide whether that person is a good actor bad actor anyone can upload a JPEG right but it's actually a way of being verified on blockchain if the one of those profiles has a hexagon picture and you click on that hexagon and it links you to a verified project you see that thought chain is already taking you down a verified path. Does that make sense to you? That's how I would sort of scoop out if I should listen to that person on Twitter or not. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting because I mean, like, I don't lend a whole lot of value to like the blue check mark anymore, you know, because mm. anyone can just spend $8 and get a blue check mark. And, you know, what, it, what does that mean? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know much about the the hexagon profile pictures. Like, it, does that if you click on that, does that take you directly to yeah someone's asset? Yeah, you click on it and it takes you to. I don't want to say open sea, but I think it takes you to the exactly how what the project is. So that chain of very yeah yeah. I'm surprised you haven't clicked on one. No, okay, I, I've never clicked on one. Yeah, so that for me just shows you like, you know, follow the blue checks, follow the verifications, follow people's train of digital footprint to lead you to that JPEG and what it offers and what that community is doing. So that's like good sort of sniffing out uh, for, for me as a radar. Um, Honestly, you never want to be my ex uh, listening uh, to me do this stuff. Uh, uh, other websites that I use, I find this interesting and um, oh, I can't remember at the top of my head, but I did give it to my producer. Um, hold on. Can we please flick up the page where I want to talk about um, Inspect, NFT Inspect. Have you heard of this website? I, I haven't, but I, I heard you talking about it at the top of the show and I'm very curious. Yeah. So NFT Inspect um, is basically, you can go in there, you can put in a project's name and you can see the engagement on Twitter how many tweets I mean I just digged into their like border yacht club had like sal it's still very much talked about on Twitter you want to see how active the space is as well one of the things that I think you have to be um prepared to do is basically when you click on the project at OpenSea go onto the activities tab and you see transfers like 
are people still engaging in that project? Are still people still buying the project? Are people still selling the project? I think that's a it's a good way. So NFT Inspect just checks like some of the statistics about if the founder is you know tweeting or the, the community is engaging, and I think that's really important. Um, okay, so then I want to move on to, uh, to talking about uh, oh. Hold on, before I go, there is another move on to the next topic. There is another website that I want to flick up, actually, that I want to share. I'm not sure if you know about it, had, but um, I, I had another one that I wanted to mention as well. Oh, you have so another one? You okay, go, okay. You go you go first and then I'll jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, it's dgens.finance. Um of course. I think yes. Okay. Do you know that website? This is this is the the um Rex guy guys, right? It's Ovi and uh yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, all those um, funky names that we just threw out there. There we go. For our visionaries who love a bit of good stock ticker action, the JPEGs right. have their own stock ticker too, believe it or not. So um, I think these, uh, the this is by the um, one of our, again, the top nine communities, Pharma Collective, the Rect community. The founders behind this, I believe, uh, made this website. And I really like this as giving it a morning read, just like your digital daily tea digest. I love going through macro because, you know, I just think everyone, the minute you step into the world of crypto, you have to learn about trading. You are trading and you go into, I get the macro backdrop. Um, and then I get a bit of the crypto backdrop because obviously there's been some crazy meme coins stuff happening out there as well and then it goes on to nft and we're bottom of the food chain no one cares about it at the moment but our communities and the people still exist 100 they are still there there are you know vcon is happening right now and it's just there's a lot going on for it to be ignored and completely off your radar so this is a website that i use as a regular tool to keep me updated with the space go on jeremy what do you use let me see if i know about it so i was going to say first off just another thing if you're looking at OpenSea and you're looking at um you know a particular project one thing that i think is always a really good indicator of like the strength of the community is how many of those uh, what percentage of those nfts are listed so for example i'm i was looking at my favorite nft community which is mfers uh, which is my profile picture on Twitter. And they were making a bunch of buzz last night because we're under 1% listed on OpenSea. I think it's 0.9 right now. And that just means that people that are buying this NFT are holding it. They're not listing it to flip it. Um, you know, they're engaged with the community. They want to be a part of it. So I think that that's always, you know, a really good indicator of, you know, the strength of the community. On to the other website that I like to use, and this is more of like an NFT news website. It's called NFT Now. It's by a gentleman named Matt Medved, who I listened uh, to at Consensus. Great thought leader in the NFT space. And I mean, you've got everything there from, you know, upcoming drops that have been, you know, vetted by their team that, you know, are happening in the next week or so. You've got NFT news, you know, what projects are trending. But then you've also got kind of like a more macro look at things, you know, for example, it talks about which, you know, traditional, you know, Web2 brands are entering the space, you know, the innovation that's going on. So I think as a, as a jumping off point, NFT now is a really great resource to learn more about the space. Uh, and then you can kind of dig into the more granular stuff uh, as well. So I definitely, definitely plug NFT now. 
Okay, and when you, you know, just when you mentioned a little bit about Web2 brands coming into Web3, this is why we we talk about the crypto space. We can't ignore NFTs. They are just there. They're about onboarding, integration, and everything out there, right? When you look at some of the biggest brands out there that has a Web3 strategy, it's insane. Nike, Gucci, I don't know, let's wordplay here. Let's throw some brands out there, shall we? What have you got? Adidas, Louis Vuitton, Dolce & Gabbana. Like it's, there you go. Yeah, it, and there's more of them popping up every day. You know? Sure, Tiffany's, Breitling, yeah. which I found so... Dude, have you clicked on the Breitling website? No. So if you go on the Breitling website, the fifth... Oh, there is DGEN stance activated. Gotta go. He's gotta go. So, you know, I asked my friend who's um, a, a massive YouTuber influencer for Manchester United in the UK. I said, boy, how come you're not messing with any crypto at all? He goes, I don't touch a uh, crypto man. I only own one NFT. And I was like, what's your NFT? And he goes, it's my, uh, it's an NFT for my Breitling. I see so, it right here. So yeah, pick out some of those keywords, man. Why do you think Breitling has integrated NFTs into their systems? I mean, it's a good question. I mean, it's, there's the proof of authenticity and proof of ownership that goes along with it, right? Like, yeah, I, I think that that's just so crucial. I'm, I'm, I'm a wine guy, you know, before I started working at Real Vision, I was selling wine and there's a lot of, you know, spirits and wine brands that are starting to get into this space as well, because, you know, you've got a product in wine that, you know, is, it's a perishable good, you know, and it travels all over the world. And it's, it's really interesting to collect wine. And one of the biggest things about that, one of the biggest issues is proof of authenticity, provenance, you know, and I think that that's where these brands are coming into the space and seeing value in it because all that data is on chain, you know? I mean, the DMV in California is starting to issue NFTs, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Correctly. You know, yeah, so, so, many so many different use cases, so many different um, industries that, you know, we, we say industries that are disrupted by this, but I think they're elevated by it. You know, disrupted is like almost a term that kind of like closes it off a little bit, but it's like, no, we're trying to elevate this and, you know, help it become more efficient, more fair. Um, you know, I think that, I, I think that that disruption word is maybe a little bit misused. Yeah, I totally use handbag analogies for the women who I speak to. Like right. there's a new handbag collection drop. Gucci does a new drop for spring, summer. 2024 the rarest ones will cost more money um and you know the, you have this handbag community and these group chats that you want to share with how you purchase how we do e-commerce as well i think it's going to pierce it's clearly piercing through there and we talk about web 2 brands coming to web 3 we see web 3 whew, i'm stuffing for breath on this show web 3 brands going into web 2 you saw a flick of the screen there nft now right pudgy penguins cute little penguin things me and Ash spoke about Pudgy Penguins like a year ago. Um, but they've released like a set of toys that's reportedly or allegedly made $500,000 worth of, in, of in money for buying Pudgy. In a, right. So is, can Macy ignore this? You know, can, like, right. Amazon is like, somebody's clicking on this today. Right. What are these penguin things? Are they going to increase over your Christmas sales? Who knows? Right. You know, there's yeah. only going to be a matter of a time. Someone in Web2 builds that URL. There you go. Someone builds that URL, 
and be like, oh, they're the, the NFT collection collectibles. You can see right. that happening, right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So we've mentioned that now. I know you've touched on it a little bit. Um, do you want to go through some of your communities that you do like? Yeah. I mean, communities that I really like. I mentioned MFers. That's like, that's that's the one that I love the most. It it's is... a vibe. It's a vibe out there. Right. And like, before we move on, I do want to tell people that one of this stuff is not cheap. You know, it's like a little bit over a G, but I know your community doesn't like talking about floor price and whatnot. Right. Okay. Right. He's, he's like, he's like twitching a little bit. He goes, how dare you talk about the vibe of this community? It is a vibe of itself. It really captures the culture and the sentiment of Web3. I totally get it. And the people that we're talking to for our mini doc series that we're releasing out there as well. The, it's the great humans of those. It, 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 we are finding those 5% great little humans in these little communities. And it's been wonderful. These conversations have been great. Yeah, it's been super cool. I mean, I talked to a lot of these people on Twitter, many of whom I've never seen their face before. We've been friends for a couple of years now. And to like actually see them face to face and like put a face to the MFR is really, really cool. Um, and just to go back, you mentioned utility earlier. The fun part about this community is like, there is no utility. It's literally a stick figure profile picture, an image that, you know, the, the creator just said, you guys go run with this. It's all CC zero, which means that the IP rights of it have been turned over the community. He's like, go and, you know, preach the gospel of MFers, you know, and, and make it what you want to make it, which I just think is super cool. And the community's really jumped on it. I mean, I was on a Twitter space for like an hour and a half last night, just listening to MFers shooting the shit together. And it's like, what's cooler than that? You know, ridiculous. Get back on Netflix, Jeremy. All right, right. let's start to wrap up this video. One uh, of the red flags that people should look out for. I think that's a very important conversation. Just a little quick few points about, you know, some of the red flags out there. For me, one of them is when you uh, buy certain NFTs, projects have been scammed, projects that have been stolen, the JPEG. They come with the exclamation mark next to it in OpenSea. I think that's something that you should be aware about when you start shopping around, snooping around about what you want and what you like to hold in the digital wallet to be involved with the community that you hear so much about. So that's one of me. So what's one of the red flags that you want to put out there, Jeremy? Um, it's it's a good question, and it they're increasingly harder to spot, really. But I mean. You know, you can go on Twitter and see people, you know, talking about a particular project and, you know, it's gaining a ton of hype and whatnot. That does not mean that it's, you know, A, safe or B, you know, something that you should invest in. And I just think that, you know, one of the biggest red flags internally is FOMO, you know, and you should try and kind of like tamp that down as much as possible and really get an idea of what it is you're jumping into. Like I said, at the top of, show, the, top of the show, invest in stuff that you like first, you know, try not to be a speculator right out of the gate, like buy something that you like and that you resonate with. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just try to like overcome your own emotions. If you see, if you see something's pumped, you know, 500% in the last couple of days, like maybe there will be a better entry point. You know, you don't need to go running through the doors you know, losing your hard-earned ETH um, right out of the gate. So I think it's more of an internal thing is like, check yourself before you wreck yourself, you know, try and keep that FOMO under wraps and um, yeah, just be patient and have fun. Wow. I feel like we've managed to tame you on this show by asking all the questions. I, 
I did a lot of, uh, of damage to myself over the last couple of years. I'm, I'm a much different NFT buyer than I was two years ago. Good Lord. We do that. We hurt ourselves just to, just to help others. Right. My God, that's the motto for right. the day. Eh? All right. Um, a, uh, right. So I'm going to wrap up the show. Jeremy, thank you so much, my dear. That's it for this week on Real Vision Crypto Daily Briefing. Remember to sign up to Real Vision Crypto. It is absolutely free and you get to hang out with us from time to time. Go to realvision.com forward slash crypto. We'll be back again with another set of awesome guests for next week. This is the, including the names of Rob Frasca, Stacey Warden from Algorand, which I'm really looking forward to and spend months booking uh, to come on this show. So make sure to join us live. We'll see you on Monday at 9 a.m. PST or noon Eastern or 5 p.m. in London. Thank you so much for watching and sharing with us some of your time. Happy weekend to all of you. Today's episode of the Real Vision Crypto Daily Briefing is sponsored by Origin Ether. Earn elevated yield on your Ethereum directly into your crypto wallet. Deposit Ether for OETH or deposit liquid staking derivatives to boost your Ethereum yields now. Head to realvision.com slash OETH now to learn more.